Welcome to the Rooted and Established podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Snyder, and I'm so glad you're here, taking time out of your busy life to join in the conversation. In this space, we'll discuss what it means to live a life rooted in Christ and what that looks like practically in the different areas of our lives. Through short, manageable episodes that you can listen to while doing the dishes or taking a shower, we'll talk about how to live our lives intentionally as Christ followers. My prayer is that in whatever roles we fill or responsibilities we have, no matter where we are planted, we will become rooted and established in Christ. Hey friends, we have a very special guest today. I know I say this all the time, this probably is actually my favorite one. We have my husband, Chris. Welcome. Thanks. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad I'm special. (laughs) You are. Extra special. You get get to be my favorite guest ever. Yes. Just by default. Winning. (laughs) I have been wanting to have Chris on the show for a while, and I figured... Let's just do it now. Let's, Let's just go. go for it. You know, we live in the same house. It's nine o'clock at night. Why not just put the kids to bed and hide in our closet and record a podcast? And there's about 10 minutes before this that we'll never see the light of day yeah. of just laughing and joking. Because so. <laughs> we're literally squatting on the floor in the we, closet. <laughs> we it's are. Quite, it's quite the picture. We're super, super fancy on yeah. this show. But we wanted to come and just chat about marriage and kind of our experience, um, some advice that we've been given. uh, 13 years. Let's go. Two months. Our marriage is going to be a teenager. Wow. In two months. I know. That's crazy. It is crazy. So we just wanted to share some things that we've learned along the way, things that people have talked to us about or that we've been able to share with other people. I know a few episodes ago I talked about the best marriage advice I had ever heard, and I stand by that, but we've also, as a couple, have been given some really great marriage advice that we would love to pass along to you. So, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? About myself? Yeah. Um, uh, What do you do? What do I do? I'm a pastor. Okay. Um, here in the Northern California area, kind of in between jobs right now. Um, <laughs> transition period. We're a transition period, but uh, been in pastoral ministry uh, before I even graduated college mm-hmm. um, doing that and had a call on my life um, to be in the ministry. And it's been a crazy, crazy ride. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably going to hear a little <laughs> bit of that with our story from um, having a job to not having a job to living a long way away from family and having to go back to Starbucks, um, <laughs> unfortunately. But God was faithful the whole time and um, provided and created amazing opportunities for us to serve, both paid and unpaid, yeah. <laughs> through all the years. And took or us kind on of paid. <laughs> a crazy journey from Sacramento to Indiana, northern Indiana to Indianapolis to San Diego, and then back home mm. to Sacramento. We've lived a lot of life in 13 years. <laughs> we have. And it's crazy to think that we've lived the longest we've lived in our current house for yeah. like three years, almost four. Mm-hmm. And we're probably going to be moving soon. Yeah. So we, we just got lot. bored and needed to move again and change the scenery. I think we've moved scenery. like 10 times in our 13 years of marriage. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It's... I know it's not the record out there because I've no. heard other stories, but um, we definitely can hold our own. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. so a little backstory about us. Yeah. We like I said, been married for 13, almost 13 years, but we have been dating or we dated in high school. We were first relationship, romantic Mm -hmm. relationship. 
and dated. One of those crazies out there. I know. Dated in high school, dated through college. But it started all the way back oh. when we were seven. Oh, really? Well, we met when we were seven. I was like, you're there. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know if you had something you needed to no, share. I, oh, yeah. We met when we, we, we were, were childhood friends. Yeah, childhood friends yeah. and um, hung out. Um, our, your brother our parents is one were of my on best staff friends. together at a yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, my brother and you were really good friends. And, but then and we... I love you, Shay, but there were times I hung out with you just to see your sister. <laughs> so, sorry. That's coming out now. <laughs> but we dated through high school yep. and then into college and then got married in college. We did. We were those crazies. Yep. We got married between sophomore and junior year. Yep. And now we have three kids and have uh, moved a lot. A uh, whole lot of crazy. Yep. That's pretty much <laughs> the basics of it. I lost count how many people how many times people cried today <laughs> and I wasn't even home for the whole day I was just like I, just I, before dinner until bedtime there's a, there a lot of tears oh, I wasn't man. one of them actually today so that's good <laughs> I was no, I'm kidding. <laughs> some days I feel are like, just like that some days are yeah. just like that so we wanted to share uh, some of the things that have worked really well for us we know that you know you know, for us, 13 years feels like a long time, but for other people, 13 years isn't that long. Mm-mm. And, you know, so we aren't necessarily the experts on the topic, but we have found some things that have worked really well for us. Absolutely. And even some things that we've been able to share with others that mm-hmm. they've found work well for them, too. And so we just wanted to share a little bit about what things have worked well and how maybe you can implement that in your marriage or in your future marriage or kind of the even even in just relationships too some of these mm-hmm. can even be implemented in um romantic or non-romantic re- relationships but this is specific for those who are married or planning on getting married in the near future yes so we actually on our i think it was our 11th anniversary we went to Tahoe mm-hmm. and um we were at this really cute like boutique hotel yeah and we were sitting they had like cornhole and fire pit outside and so we we're just sitting by the fire pit and this group came up and they're like hey can we join you and they started hanging out with us at the fire pit and we found out it was a wedding party and mm-hmm. so it was a bride and groom and a few of their groomsmen and bridesmaids and we were chatting and we told them or they were getting married in a couple days and we yeah. told them oh it's our anniversary and so we chatted with them and they're like oh how long have you been married and told them 11 years and they couldn't believe it no and uh floored it was hilarious <laughs> I mean, we did get married at 19 and 20, so we look a little young for yeah. 11 years. But yeah. uh, they said, okay, give us your best marriage advice. Mm-hmm. And so we did. And I actually started, we interacted on Instagram later, and she goes, we still use your marriage advice. That's so cool. Um, so we, I thought we'd just pass yeah. that along to the rest of our friends here listening. So yeah. the first thing I said, which I actually, pre- I feel like I have to credit Chris to this because I think he's the one who started it, but... Um, I told them that something that's worked really well for us is when you are having a problem or when you go to your spouse with an issue you're struggling with, your spouse, it's really helpful for them to say, do you need a fixer or friend? So if I go to Chris and I'm struggling with something and Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with an issue or a decision and he asked me, okay, babe, do you need a fixer or a friend? I have that opportunity to tell him I need 
either I need you to fix it, I need some ideas, I need you to help, or I just need you to be my friend and I need you to listen. Mm-hmm. I need you to not fix it. I need you to not give me yeah. three different ways to <laughs> go about this. I need you to let me process it and I'll figure it out myself. Yeah. Or I or again, the opposite could be I yeah, I really just don't know what to do. Can you give me some ideas? Can you help me fix this issue? Mm-hmm. And that has helped us a lot in uh, avoiding some conflict <laughs> because there's been many times mostly that, on my end that Let's be uh, <laughs> many times where we've tried to be the opposite of what the person needed yeah. so maybe he was a fixer when I needed a friend or I was a friend when he was looking for a fixer or vice versa yeah and I mean it's it's one of those things where I'll say stereotypical dudes guys in a relationship and marriage are like fixers mm-hmm. they love to like Oh, I got a problem. Oh, my wife has an issue. Okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to fix it and in fixing it, I'm loving my spouse. I'm yeah. loving my wife and I and I and I can do that for them and I can take care of them and then we can just move on with life. Mm-hmm. But that's not always the case. Yeah. That there are times where it's I just want somebody to listen to me mm-hmm. and just go, "Ah, oh, that that, re- that really hard. stinks. <laughs> like that's so hard. I'm so sorry you're going through that." Um, how can, I'm going to be praying for you. Like, uh, and I, for me, it's even a a great thing because it can be an awesome follow-up thing Mm -hmm. because there's times where you're like, ah, I just want a friend. And then I follow up and like, Hey, how you doing with this? And you're like, Oh, I really need this. And it's a fixing point. Mm -hmm. And so then it isn't necessarily like I am not able to do what I like to do because honestly, by nature, I am a fixer. That's who I am. Um, I know not everybody's like that, but that's who I am. And so being able to even maybe circle back later to be able to fix it is mm-hmm. a really cool thing. And honestly, like I've used it. It's not, this isn't just a Lauren thing. Um, yeah. there's times where I've used it and where Lauren's jumped into action to try mm-hmm. to help me. And I'm just like, you know what? I just want somebody to listen. Yeah. Like, I just want somebody to tell me like that stinks. That's rough. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it, it don't, it, it'll get better. Um, and so there's, there's even other times of situations, and this is another one of those marriage advice pieces of, um, I am an internal processor and I am not. And Lauren is, I'm an external processor. processor. And so this was another one there where we had conflict early in our marriage of, of situations where you wanted to resolve something mm-hmm. immediately. And I want to talk it out and, and talk it to death. T- and just just to death and to death and to death and to death. Um, and then talk about it some more. Yeah. Um, and then really talk about it. No. Um, but for me, I like to just have time to think about it and process yeah. and go through the scenario or go through the situation and try to figure out how best to react and what to do and how to say and all that. And... Lauren in our marriage in the beginning, you thought I was avoiding it. Right. You thought I was like, well, he's not going to talk about this or you were getting mad because you wanted to process and I wanted to think about it. Well, and I wanted it to be resolved right away because I didn't, I yeah. don't love conflict. And you were like, well, I just need a minute to think about it yeah. and then we can come back to the conversation. Yeah. And so I don't know where we picked this one up along the way, but um, we came to an agreement that I would give you um, a time frame. Mm-hmm. where I had so much time to think about it and I was going to process it 
And this wasn't like indefinite. You can't just like right. or, throw this and like never have to deal with it again. But the the idea is you have a timeline that mm-hmm. you know it's going to be talked about. Like, okay, this isn't going to just last forever or go on forever. I know there's this conversation is going to happen by tomorrow night or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he knows, okay, I need to process this by tomorrow night. Yeah. Well, and then there were times too where like I could process something faster and I could come to you. Right. You're like, hey, I don't even need the whole day. I'm, I'm yeah. ready. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. And then we could process it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I felt I was more equipped to have the conversation with right. you because I had internally processed it. And so, again, just like fixer or friend, figuring out what the other person really needs and then how to – really work within the way that you're built and your kind of thinking process and mm-hmm. kind of just how God created you in that to not have to be like, oh, I have to be a different person for my spouse. Right. But no. There's sacrifice involved yeah. and there's there's compromise involved, but we kind of have this agreement in order to help meet in the middle or meet our needs, Absolutely. our individual needs. Yeah. For sure. And to know that like in that you having to wait, you were loving me mm-hmm. by allowing me to process and I knew I had a timeline to love you that I was coming back and we were going to talk about this. And yeah. it wasn't just going to. Indefinitely. Yeah. Go or on. it was just like, oh, we're, just not, we're going to ignore the problem mm-hmm. and not think about it. But it was like, no, we're coming back and we're going to talk about this and mm-hmm. we're going to be, we're, we're going to work through this thing. Right. So. Right. Do you remember what you told the couple in Tahoe? Do you remember what it was? I think it was the one where um, during our premarital counseling, um, we had someone, uh, a close friend who was a pastor um, who worked at the university we were at while we were engaged our sophomore year. And we were talking through, and it was a part where we were talking about our family cultures mm, mm-hmm. and talking about basically the way that my parents did things and my upbringing. And then we were talking about the upbringing of you and your parents and family values and things that we did and things that we wanted to make sure was like a priority that we would have in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting there, we were in the cafeteria and, um, the, the guy who was reading our, leading our, um, premarital counseling, Russ, he goes, you know, that you can create your own culture. And we were like, what? (laughs) He's like, yeah, create your own culture, like a recipe. You don't have to bring everything to your marriage. Right. Take the good. And leave the bad out. Mm-hmm. And it was like this, like, just eye-opening, almost like permission, which yeah. you, when when I say it out loud, every time it's just like, well, duh, that's stupid. <laughs> it's basic. But it was almost like this permission to go like, one, to admit that maybe there were some bad things. There were some things I didn't want to bring from Yeah, me. and it's okay yeah. not to bring Because sometimes mm-hmm. you think, oh, we're just going to have a marriage like my parents. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to have a marriage like your spouse's parents. And it's just like... Well, no, like you're different people. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have the same marriage. And so it was like, take priorities. Like, for example, one thing that I loved is my parents always made a priority to go away on their anniversary for a trip. Sometimes it was overnight, but most of the time it was more than just like, oh, we're going out to dinner. Right. And so I always thought that was awesome because I would see my parents come back and just have a, a better relationship, mm-hmm. like stress maybe they had before then. or More refreshed. They would just be refreshed. And it was just like every year was a priority for them. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, that's amazing. I want to do that. And so we try to. Mm-hmm. I think we've done it almost every year. Almost. Almost. Not quite, but almost. Um, there's a couple of years COVID hurt us too. <laughs> yeah, man, but no. um we, 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 we decided to make that a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but just that idea of like, create your own family culture. Mm-hmm. 
Put in what you want. Maybe it's something you learned from somebody else. Steal it. Bring it into your marriage. (laughs) Exactly. It's okay. Like, you don't have to have the same marriage or feel like you have to live life the same way that your parents did. Well, and thankful. I mean, we're grateful that we were raised similarly with Christian values and uh, loving parents. Both both parents still married. Um, So we've been blessed by that. But we know that not everyone has that. And so maybe that's part of the conversation of, you know, Maybe one or both of you come from a divorced family or you have some, you know, a single parent or you have some things that you kind of need to process of, you know, this wasn't the healthiest situation. I don't want to bring these things into Mm -hmm. the marriage. And so, like, I want to let those go and let's let's model it maybe after a a different healthy marriage that we've seen, you know, so. Or or even too there there could be some good things you bring from your family, but you're just like, that's just not me. Yeah. Like you put up with it because that was your family thing. Yeah. But it's just like, no, we're just not going to do that. Right. And that's okay. That's okay too. Like that is totally good. And honestly, I, I feel like I'm so blessed because I am a product of parents who said, we're not going to live the same way that, their parents do. Right. Like they drew a line in the sand and, and there were, there was more things to it. Like the church and God and Jesus really wasn't in the picture. So a lot of that was like, we're going to choose Jesus and we're going to mm-hmm. make church a priority and we're going to be there and we're going to serve and we're going to be engaged. But they stopped um, some of those generational but issues. But they stopped some of those generational yeah. issues. And it was again, kind of that idea of like create your own family culture. Yeah. And they did. And so you, you got to be the, you know, recipient of them creating yeah, their absolutely. new, healthier culture. Yeah. And then now we get to do that in our marriage and hopefully our kids will do that too. Yeah. Um, one other thing that we really felt was important to share is the idea of this is only a season. Chris actually had a, a mentor friend tell him this way back when, yeah. um, a long time ago. And it's funny cause it works both ways mm-hmm. in the sense of this is only a season. So if you're in a good season, like mm-hmm. hold on to that, cherish it, acknowledge it, um, you know, be present in it yeah. um, because it's, it's fleeting and th- mm-hmm. those, you know, time obviously keeps moving on. So cherish it and, and pay attention when you're in those good seasons. But also if you're in a hard season, it's only a season. Absolutely. It's not always going to be like this. It will not always be this way. You will not always have a clingy baby who's in the (laughs) middle of teething and pushing four teeth out at the same time. Wait, 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 what? No. Like last week? True story. (laughs) Yes. This is my life. But uh, it is only a season. And so I got to use that season yeah. as some extra cuddle time and yeah. <laughs> some extra uh you know time in the rocking chair you know to try to soak up the cuddles but yeah it was a hard mm-hmm. season and yeah. but it's only a season and so to keep that in mind when you're yep. going through especially the hard times but even in those good times too mm-hmm. to cherish them and to soak them up um because it is it, it you know there's seasons of marriage when you're without kids and then maybe when you have the little kids and mm-hmm. older and then empty like it they're it's all made up of seasons and so yeah to just cherish those yeah don't get stuck in a rut in those times cuz it's going to change yeah and like you said on the opposite and cherish those moments cuz it's going to change mhm again like you said I like you I like that what you're saying with newly married like you think about like oh we want to have kids or we want to have the house or we want to move here and we want to have this job and all that just enjoy like the two of you yeah like have fun with that right like there's things that are gonna disappear when you have kids 
<laughs> and like you won't you don't get that now, but you will someday. So just live in the moment and always look for those times to just pause and just like carpe diem. Right. And there's a difference between dreaming about the future and wishing away the present. Exactly. And so dream together, have fun, oh, yes. but enjoy the season that you're mm-hmm. in. Yeah. We, we definitely dream about when our kids are old enough to stay home by themselves and we can go on a date by ourselves without getting a babysitter. Or retirement. But that's just that's, <laughs> that's another, another, a whole other story. <laughs> we do sometimes dream about those. Yeah. But we're trying not to wish away these, exactly. these times with, with little kids and, and the fun for that we sure. have with them. So it's funny because for us, like we consider each other our best friends. Mm-hmm. And that is just our normal. Mm-hmm. That's always been how it's been. And so that it's it's almost weird when you see other marriages that maybe they don't think that yeah. think like that. Um, and f- not a judgment on their marriage. It's just hmm. this is how ours has worked. Yeah. And I but I feel that this, it's a really healthy, uh, marriage when you also can like I like you and and, and I love you like I will always love oh, you thanks. but it's, it's great when I also like you oh, <laughs> you know you're so sweet <laughs> but I think that's Ditto. just oh thanks but uh, I just I like spending time with you and yes. and I I enjoy we actually work together yes <laughs> not a, I do not recommend that for every couple no <laughs> there are no. some couples I'd say nope just don't work at the same place yeah um. But we, we love working together. We've worked together since college. We have. And we really enjoy it. We collaborate pretty well together. Mm-hmm. We kind of uh, complement each other in our we giftings. Mesh. We do. Um, but th- I also think there are some practical ways to keep the joy in the marriage and, and mm-hmm. stay friends. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. there's the romantic piece and there's there's the... Oh, you know, la, la. We... <laughs> We love each other, but how can we just like each other? Yeah. And how can we just be friends? For sure. And and enjoy being together. And so um, what would you say are some things that we do or that you've seen other people do well um, that helps be keep the friendship going in your marriage? I mean, we it's gotten hard with three kids as of late yeah. um, and COVID, but we would always have a regular date night. Mm-hmm. Um at least like once a month get out get yeah. out really away like get a sitter yeah. go to dinner or a movie or something mm-hmm. but other times it's been just like going just going to have lunch together mm-hmm. um and especially because we work together hours. yeah exactly yeah we can make that happen um but just even like it, to start small is just like just go to lunch together yeah like find a way to or sneak coffee or... or coffee or something and just like just talk mm-hmm. like don't talk work. Don't talk family, like kids. Like don't Scheduling. talk. Yeah, don't talk any like what has to get done or bills or life or whatever. Just like, just talk and even just be like maybe share dreams. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, there have been times where we just had like dream dates. Yeah, and it's not like a dream date where you're like, oh my gosh, this is my dream. But this idea of just like, what do you dream for, like mm-hmm. us? Yeah, like what, what if you could have like a perfect situation? What would you do with us? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always led to some really good stuff. But just taking time to choose each other and. Um, work as a team to really plan things out. Um, I've even seen people, especially right now with COVID and being limited or with small kids, 
uh, they would just do at-home dates, but they would be really intentional. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, the kids go to bed, and we're going to order, we're going to DoorDash dessert from somewhere. Or we're going to make a special dinner and just have Mm -hmm. a late dinner. And we're going to watch a movie. Or we're going to play a card game. Or we're going to, I don't know, order a subscription box and make homemade sushi while we watch a YouTube video. Um, And... Figuring out a way to be intentional even at home. and sure. And I think that it can get a bad rap, but it can actually be really good when it's when it's done intentionally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I and think it's really good. Another one, and it's going to be weird, but schedule sex. Yeah. Like, I always thought, like, oh, it takes a spontaneity out of it, or it's like, it's just weird, like... Oh, tonight on the clock, we have to stay to our schedule. <laughs> on the schedule. It's on the schedule. You got to do it. But it just, for me, it, it one, it's like you're both are on the same page. Yeah. For you know the day. Coming. You know what's coming. There's no like, hey, babe, you want a night? And she's like, oh, get off me. Um, <laughs> here we go. Um, but it's, it's just that idea of like communicating well in yeah. that and going like, Okay, this is going to be a priority. Right, you're making it a priority. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's not like, oh, this is just like, oh, it's a chore. Trust me, it's not a chore. Um, <laughs> but also, I think mentally it helped me mm-hmm. to like mentally prepare because yeah, or or it you, can take longer. You grab an extra cup of coffee maybe later in the day to know that you're <laughs> just know it's coming. Just know it's coming. You know what I mean? Like extra energized drop off some advil for the lady um during the day to go like hey no excuses on the schedule um no headaches no headaches tonight not allowed it's on the schedule um no but it's just that idea of making it a priority Mm -hmm. and to go like i love you so much that i'm gonna make sure that we have time together yeah and it's the same idea of scheduling date nights right or you're not gonna have Spontaneous date nights yeah. with three kids. No, I'm just, you're it's just not, not going to happen. You're not, and like even less kids than that. Like, yeah, sure. after any one kids. kid, <laughs> any kids. Sponta- spontaneity is less. It's mm-hmm. fine, but it's less. Yeah, and find things to do together, but then also make sure you have like things apart. For sure. So like Chris loves smoking meat. He loves mm, barbecue. Barbecue. I love eating the meat, and his barbecue. He's ruined me for all barbecue yeah. anywhere, any restaurant. And so so it's, it's one of his hobbies I just happen to benefit from. <laughs> I could care less about smoking meat, <laughs> like, but I enjoy eating what he creates. Like that one night I, I cooked up a ribeye at like 9 o'clock at night because the kids are finally going to bed. And I'm like, I'm going to grill a steak and I'm just going to enjoy it. And I'm walking through the living room and you're like, hey, what's that? <laughs> and I'm like, steak? She's like, you get over here. And we had a ribeye on the couch, and we had a date night. That's what we did. And we ate steak, and it was delicious. It was amazing. But that's the thing. We have have things we love to do together. We love our TV shows. We love coffee. We love, uh, you know, really great food and, like, trying new restaurants or Mm -hmm. hanging out with our mutual friends. So we have things we love to do together, but Mm -hmm. then we also, you know, he has his own shows he watches. Or he, um, you know, has a, a buddy he likes to go hang out with or the you know, grilling example. He likes to smoke meat and I don't necessarily care about that. No. But I like the flavor of it. So I will benefit and I will receive the smoked meat. (laughs) Yeah. And to like allowing the spouse to go do their stuff is like 
there are times where I'm like in the garage and I'm just working on something and you're just like, oh, he's in the garage working on something. Like, you know where I am if you need me. Right. I'm just don't like disappear. But there's a level of just like, oh, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, she let me work in the garage on a Saturday for like four or five hours on a project. Right. And just like, it's like, oh, I know that that was like a sacrifice on your part. Because you're, you're watching the kids and you're doing the thing and, and I'm not trying to be like disengaged, but I know that there's times where that's reciprocated of right. watching the kids so you could go hang out with, with, with the girlfriends, girlfriends or, and yeah. or go get coffee just even by yourself. Yeah. Have or some like alone time. Hey, babe, um, I'm watching the kids for the next three hours. Uh, go get a coffee and go to Target. Yeah. Go walk around <laughs> aimlessly without just children. Just go do your thing without kids. And it's just like just a kind of a back and forth. Um, you're kind of doing things together, but you're doing things different. Yeah. But knowing that you have the support from your spouse mm-hmm. and you're not like it's not resentful. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I love it. And we, I think we, we kind of pick e- each other's slack up when we, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think generally speaking, it's important to have a balanced input into the relationship and yeah. into the family. But we also know that when one of us is having a rough season or a rough day or mm-hmm. um, going through something that the other one is, is there to be able to pick up, pick up the slack. And so. it goes back to fixer or friend. Exactly. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> Way to bring it back around, babe. Way hey, to bring it back around. I'm, I'm oh, here right. to I'm here to do what I can. Well, I hope this was fun and helpful maybe and maybe these are some things that you can implement in your marriage. Um really, I mean, it always comes back to Jesus. Um, and him being the foundation. Um, I guess we kind of went on that assumption when we started that this the foundation okay, was, was Jesus um, while we were talking about this stuff. Yeah. But um, we, uh, we just hope that this is something that you can maybe implement in your marriage um, and or talk about with your spouse about ways that you can grow in your relationship with each other, in yep. your relationship with God, and uh, just grow those roots deeper in him. Exactly. Thanks for chatting with me on the floor of our closet. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate that. This is great. (laughs) We'll have to do this again sometime. Maybe. (laughs) I'm kidding. No. If your foot's like not asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. Okay, good. I can talk about smoking meat and barbecue (laughs) and woodworking (laughs) and fixing your car. (laughs) And scheduling sex. (laughs) And (laughs) scheduling. Absolutely. I will talk about that all day long. (laughs) All right. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Rooted and Established podcast. As always, I'm so grateful you took time to listen. I would be honored if you take a moment to leave a five-star rating and positive review. This helps other potential listeners know that this is a podcast worth listening to. And while you're at it, screenshot the podcast and put it on your social media or stories to share with your friends. That is worth a thousand thank yous. But if you tag me, I'll be sure to personally thank you myself. I hope you have a great week and we'll chat again soon.